hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Hey, this is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so we're drinking Moscow Mules. Right out of our like fancy fake copper uh, mugs. I don't have real copper mugs. No, like, they're... Nobody has that kind of money. No, I mean, people do have that kind of money. They're just it's not just us. not me. I not mean, me. No. So they're really delicious, though. This is uh-huh. my third of the night that you've made me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I appreciate your dedication. It's because I bought limes two weeks in a row. Oh, Because I did it. I did it. I mean, it's not. It's fine. It's because I uh, put them on the list, and then I forgot to take them off the list. And then I was like, oh, we need limes. And today I opened up the drawer where the limes go, and I was like, fuck, we have a lot of limes. Better get on that. So, <laughs> so let's have some lime-focused drinks. Uh-huh. I'm here for some lime focus, so that's good. How's your week going? Mm. It's a week. It's, yeah, it's been a week. Um, um, we, I got my computer fixed. I know those of you are waiting with bated breath. Oh, yeah, okay. So I got that fixed. I got some new Every fans. Every fan in this computer has, like, rainbow disco lights. It does. Like, it is. It is really here to party, it this is. computer. It is. It is a prideful little... It's true. It's, it's true. here. It's a month late, but it's here with bells on. Yeah, it is fantastic. And I am I love it. It's so much fun. I can just I can't really see it directly. I almost want to install a mirror so that I can see the case. Can't you just flip it around? Well, like the inputs are on the back. I'd yeah, have but to there's like, no wall. Yeah, but I mean like <laughs> I need to access the front panel to like plug stuff in as opposed to the back panel where like the power jack is. Oh. Okay. So, like, I need, I mean, I could put it over on the other side of my desk. But I'm just also saying, like, this computer is literally free-floating in the middle of a room with no walls. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, there's options, I guess. But anyway, so there's that. I got a little bit more work to do on it and some cable tidying up, but Mm -hmm. it's it's very much, it's It's very much. It's pretty. I don't know if it works, but it looks cool. It does. It actually works quite well. Thank you. So it's it's good. I used a... A majority of the parts from my old system mm-hmm. so that it was, you know, price effective. And it's, I mean, it improved the parts I replaced. I replaced with better parts because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Sure. And uh, turns out it's moving along pretty good. That's good. So I just got to clean up my mess, clean up my wires and, and get it done. Mm-hmm. So uh, That's also, exciting. Yeah. Also, I... I learned something. Yeah. Um, so we took a little road trip. We had to go back uh, to my family's homestead uh, for a funeral, unfortunately, which, I mean, that part sucked. Yeah. Um, but we, because of of Corona, we decided we didn't feel comfortable spending the night. Uh, so we got Also, up, they don't have room. That's a whole different topic. Yeah. But like, uh, like, we got up real early in the morning, uh, got in the car, drove... Straight to a funeral. Straight to a funeral. Went to the funeral. Went to the funeral. Drove straight home. Yeah, it was... uh, It was 12 hours in a car, two hours at a funeral, and that was my whole day. Yeah, it was not what I would call a great day. However... However... I got to listen 
to a podcast. Yes. Uh, it's called Why Do I Like This? It is. It's uh, it's a Patreon-only thing, I think. Yep. yep. I think they have, like, a free feed, but it's, like, delayed, and I think it's, like, half an episode, maybe? Oh, wow. I don't That's, know. I mean, it's it's a fantastic... It's like a, t- a teaser free feed. It's a fantastic show. It's April Richardson and her husband, yes. Martin. Oh, my I got gosh. It. That's amazing. Every time it. you talked about this podcast, you would get their names wrong. You'd be like, Abby and Matt, and I'd be like, who the fuck are you talking about? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> Um, and so I'm listening to this. I'm like, this is really entertaining. And Lisa's like, yeah, it's a conversational podcast. I'm like, oh, wow, that's an interesting format. I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. I don't. And I was like, you do know that we host a conversational podcast, right? I was like, oh, the fuck? That's what we're doing. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have to come clean. My podcast feed mm-hmm. is mostly dudes explaining stuff right i was like are you telling me that all of your podcasts are a man explains things I no was like, because i also have cereal and invisibilia <laughs> where a woman explains things so i got some diversity right right diversity <laughs> but they're all like scripted and very well researched uh, researched and appointed and they have like sound effects and really great like quality producing and i was like nah dude like investigative reporting yeah and like, i was like uh all of my podcasts are people sit down and shoot the shit like all of my podcasts and so like then there was just this whole rabbit hole of my mind exploding because <laughs> i thought we were just doing a really shitty explanation <laughs> podcast but it turns out you're like, we're and you're like there's there's not any research there's not any sound I'm effects like we're i don't have the time to put into it to make this sound like roman mars or like i'm like dying um, or you know any of these other podcasts i listen to and it i'm like so turns out we're actually just doing a really shitty conversational podcast yeah, which i which mean is different the bar is much lower <laughs> i am now completely reevaluating everything i've been working on and it's I a mean, really relief, people, I, to our literally <laughs> tens of listeners. Yeah, sorry, ten of listeners. Uh, so. But when I came to you with the idea of having a podcast, I am sure that I used the words like, it'll be a conversational podcast. And you were like, okay. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> okay, I don't know what that means. And like, honestly, did not have the like, energy I, to put it I'm in. I'm going to say okay to shut you up. <laughs> well, mostly I'm like, I just, I'll go with it. I'll just try to feel out what you're trying to do. There was actually one point a couple months ago. It's like, we need to like cut down the banter. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, no. Uh, and I was like, I'm like, the banter is our show. <laughs> I'm like, is it? I can see the only reason I listen. <laughs> you. Is it? I, I do listen to the show. I, well, I mean, I edit it, and by the time it comes out, like, I listen to, like, the first few minutes just to make sure it's mm-hmm. not completely hosed up, and and then I'm like, I'm nope. done. I listen, and, like, literally, I don't remember our conversation week to week, because <laughs> it's, like, always... Well, it does come out, like, pretty much on a seven-day New delay. and exciting to me. So, anyway. So, that's what we're doing here today, apparently, yeah, we're is we're having a conversational a podcast. conversational podcast. So, that's, uh... Wow, my mind was just blown. I can't. <laughs> I was so excited to be like, oh, that's. I know. I was like, meanwhile, like, uh, yeah, you want a bunch of mansplaining co- like content? I was like, no, thanks. I I got that enough in my regular life. I don't 
We don't need more of it in podcast form. Again, it's also some woman explaining. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's mostly just people. Like, I think I take some severe comfort from the concept that people know what the hell they're mm-hmm. talking about. Because in my world, turns out... Right, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. So you're like, where yeah. are the experts? They have to They have to be somewhere. Or just like people who are willing to engage and learn new stuff. Right. Like, to me, that is like such I, a... There's, I mean, there's like places for both, for all yeah. types of podcasts. And to but. me, that is reassuring. And also, I like to learn new stuff. And mm-hmm. I suck at conversation. So <laughs> that's kind of what I thought we were doing. But I just thought we were not doing it well. <laughs> I mean, we probably aren't doing it well. But now it's just a different. A different yeah, it's a different. Like different I said, well. instead of doing a shitty content podcast, we're doing a shitty conversational podcast. And that's mm-hmm. fine. You know, that's where we are. Yeah, I, I'm just readjusting. And so. My bar is lower. My enjoyment is up. I will <laughs> I will try okay. to be a little wittier and happier. Also, if you do have an opportunity, you should check out the Why Do uh, I Like This Why podcast. Why Do I Like This Podcast? Because it is really funny. It's really witty. The guy on there actually does explain a lot. Miles. No. <laughs> Martin. <laughs> Told you. I tried really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, he's Martin. like a music theorist person, yeah. and he breaks down pop songs. Yeah, and I, I... It's pretty great. I like music. I've done a lot of music in my life. I've never been in a, like, 80s Britpop band, but mm-hmm. uh, like Martin has, but it's still good. And also, you know, it's fine. But yeah, if you happen to subscribe, like, if the throw in how I heard about this, put designated parent, she'll be like, what the fuck's this? Right. And right. I didn't like, pay these people. It's true. Because she didn't pay these people. Yep. But April, if you're listening, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and thank you. And also, you know, you can you can totally be on our podcast and just hundred percent. Just just bring uh, Matthew or whatever his name right. is. Right, you're the worst at names. Like even fake people that we have never met, you were just like the worst. He is not a fake person. He is very real. Right. So. so I'm like chopping ice, so I know it's really professional. Same. But it's a conversation podcast. I think it <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, you want to say? So, uh, we also watched a movie. We did watch a movie today. Um, this is a movie. Uh, we've seen it a billion times, I feel. I feel this is a movie. I have seen this movie at least ten times. Mm-hmm. At least. At least at ten least. times. That's like a low low estimation. And it's... It's been in, you know, just walking through the room and looking over and it's on. Mm-hmm. And I have to say it's on a lot because it's actually a rather good movie. Like, yes. I enjoy it. Uh, it's fun. It's got an original concept. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a retelling. It's not a remake. Yeah, and know. it's not a sequel or a prequel. However, it will spawn... Many, many. Two sequels and a prequel slash spinoff. Yes. Um, none of which I feel were entirely necessary or mm-hmm. good. Or as, no. No, there was a lightning in the bottle kind of movie. Uh, the movie is Despicable Me. Despicable Me. Can we start with the opening kind of sequence? I mean, okay, so there's the opening sure. sequence where they find out the pyramid's been stolen and that's whatever. And there's a lot of American bullshit stereotypes. <laughs> yes. And yes. The ugly American, like, that's a tourist. A hundred percent ugly American tourist. Uh, uncontrollable child who's wearing a harness and just, like, clicks himself out of the harness, 
like runs past the guards. He's up. like playing with a military toy, of course, because you know right. there's some con- con- comment on the military industrial complex. Maybe, maybe. Uh, sure. Runs up a scaffolding, falls off it, presumably to his death, and the guards like, oh, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Lost another but, little shit. Uh, right, but instead of falling into the pyramid, where surely he would die, uh, he falls into the pyramid, but the pyramid is a blow-up model. It's basically a giant bouncy house it's version of the pyramid. a giant bouncy house version of the pyramid. Looks, okay. Have you ever been around a bouncy house? Yeah. They're loud as fuck. They are? If you had a bouncy house the size of a pyramid which was the tallest structure built by mankind until the eiffel tower right and it's certainly like just way way bigger like yeah it's also wider yeah like it's just a massive structure it's a huge amount like the cubic foot of air right like compressed air that you would need to fill a pyramid i don't know that it would be physically possible is so loud to to get you would a, need these air compressors on like yeah <laughs> just yeah those roaring. little fan blowers they have yes. yeah it would you'd hear it from like miles away right all all of Egypt would complain they'd be like this is way too fucking loud but it, apparently it was stolen mm-hmm. and there's this like who could have possibly stolen the pyramid newscaster also, guy such such an interesting move. Where, like, our national monument was stolen, and instead of be like, oh shit, our national monument is stolen, let's, like, get people outraged about this. They're like, we're just gonna quietly replace it with an inflatable model. I think, I don't think so. I think, <laughs> I think the person who stole it. Oh, the person who stole it replaced it with an inflatable model. But again, like, that's some spot. and how did you pull that off in the middle right. of the night? Right, right, Yes. Yes, that's okay. That is more interesting. I like that better. Yeah. But where do you order a giant life-size inflatable model of the pyramids? You got people. Amazon. The answer is Amazon. Probably. <laughs> no, it's uh what's the Chinese one? Uh the the place. Chinese Amazon? Oh, what is it called? I I remember what it's called, but I don't remember what it's called, but like there's like a whole Reddit of people who like order stuff from Chinese Amazon and they hold it up like, this is not what I ordered. Right. Yeah. You would get it there, I think. Um, but yeah. And I, so I think he stole it. And replaced it. To, with the thing. But how do you steal that thing? Cause the, like, so I could see stealing something like the Statue of Liberty or the Eiffel Tower. These are points that come up later mm-hmm. uh, because they are solid objects, you know, like they are bolted together. They are one piece thing okay yeah you know like i feel like if you picked it up from the bottom you know it it would just come together okay the the pyramids no offense are just a giant pile of rocks i mean aren't they glued together with some no glue? no they're dry fit okay because they weigh like 87 million tons a piece so mm-hmm. like they ain't going nowhere right. i mean it is it's still yeah, an engineering and they used to marvel have, like a shiny limestone yeah like yeah face but yeah that got then, worn away that would have been mortar it got stolen um it's a lot easier to steal rocks from the pyramid and make your building instead of actually quarrying them so you know anyway but all that to say it would be I, like you would have to like scoop the whole thing in mm-hmm. one go well i mean you learn later that they have shrink ray technology yeah i mean even so but still so you shrink it down you put it in your pocket <laughs> and then you just like 
walk away. And then you we'll get to the whole bigging it later. We'll get to the whole problem of that idea. But mm-hmm. um but anyway. So then there's the newscast of who's who's stolen this thing okay. and all the other countries this protecting. This newscaster's teeth yeah. freaks me out. He does. Because both his bottom teeth and his top teeth are the same size. Like, they're they're all little teeth. Like, he just has, like, an entire mouth full of baby teeth. It's very weird. Um, you ha- have a mirror, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> my big teeth are, like, my top teeth are bigger than my bottom teeth, though. Like, give me a big smile. My, these two teeth are, like... Two times wider than these two teeth. <laughs> I wouldn't give them twice. But anyway, newscaster. Larger, newscaster has like a child's drawn mouth where it's sure. just a grid. Yeah. And I find it unsettling. So uh, anyway, so he's asking the hard questions about who stole it. And we cut to. Are they the hard questions? It's just like, who could have stolen this pyramid? That's it. <laughs> so we. But anyway, we cut to. Where will he strike next? We. we uh cut to Gru, mm-hmm. a close-up of Gru, who is the Despicable Me main character. Right, he's a bad guy. He's Steve and Carell. Establish that he's a bad guy, he uh, walks into a uh, coffee shop. Right. And there's a long line. And so he freeze-rays everyone in line and then just takes the barista's like order. The, whoever is about to get whoever, the order. What? So it's a, a coffee of unknown origin. And design. And, and design and some kind of like thing in a bag. So it could be like a scone or a muffin or Bagel, whatever. Bagel possibly. Okay. Would you ever take someone's completely random ass coffee order? So uh, if there was a coffee place that had like a dice, <laughs> you just roll. <laughs> So I've been to a bar. Uh, there's uh, there's a I've, bar. Locally. I have been to a bar. There's that a bar that. locally here um, where it's a game board game bar. I haven't been there since the Ronas, mm-hmm. but uh, used to sit at a table. You could have a board game off the ginormous shelf of board games they had. Right. But they had twenty beers on tap, and if you said, "What do you recommend?" He would just grab a D twenty, a, a twenty sided die, roll it, and whatever number came up, he pour. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a cool gimmick, you know, right. for that. I would do that. But I would not do that at Starbucks. Yeah. Because my coffee choices basically come down to coffee and coffee with chocolate. <laughs> like, anything else is bullshit. And you're lactose intolerant, so you cannot I, have regular yeah, milk. That is a that is a gamble. Like, most of the people are getting regular milk, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you normally functioning humans with your digestions. Right. The... Um, also, there's, like, a non-trivial chance of getting pumpkin spice. Right, which, like... I mean, that is season-dependent, but, pe- like... But I, people feel strongly about pumpkin spice. <laughs> they either yeah. love it, it's the best flavor in the world, or they're like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I I don't hate it. I, I honestly, I'm going to kind of bull your thing. Mm-hmm. If, if you hand me a spunk, pumpkin spice latte... I'm going to eat that thing. I drink that thing. Chew it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But I'll, I'll, I'll have it. It's fine. I'm not going to spit it out. I'm not going to hate it, but I'm not going to order it either. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not. Right. I'm yeah. Whatever. I'm whatever on PSLs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can quote me because I don't, I am not, uh, as, as will be a surprise to our listeners, <laughs> I am not um, a Ugg boot wearing 20 something year old, <laughs> like, sorority girl. So. Right. Right. Um, I. 
I don't know. I don't necessarily like love pumpkin spice. It's okay. I don't like pumpkin. To like, me, it's like hot dogs. Pumpkin's kind of gross. Yeah. Yes, it is like hot dogs. We're like the first hot dog of the year in spring where you're like, this is delicious. The first grilled hot dog you get mm-hmm. with that little char on it and it's been right. out. Right, but, yeah. but then time August rolls around where you're like, do you want to eat hot dogs for dinner? And you're like, we're grown ass adults. Like, no. <laughs> like, I don't want to eat a hot dog for dinner. No, I don't. I really don't. Yes. But yeah, I think PSLs like are once like a, that. Like, I can like, have it like once a year and I'm like, oh, that was nice. And then like, I move on. Yeah, exactly. I don't need my cereal to be pumpkin spice. But he gets it. my he, Oreos. So he picks it up. He like hits, I think, 27 different cars just driving around mm-hmm. just to prove that he is. He's badass. He's, he just doesn't care about other people. Right. There's a song playing in the back. It's the despicable me. Yes. I'm having a bad, bad day. You yeah. Know, like all this stuff. It's not great. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. In the but... middle of uh, that, where he, like, they're establishing his badassery, his mother calls him. <laughs> Which does knock some things down. And right. that's where we find out that he was not the one that stole the moon because mom's like, good job stealing the moon. Not the moon, the pyramid. The pyramid, sorry. Spoilers, sorry. Right. Yeah, the pyramids. Um, we'll get there. And it's been 10 years. It was so. like, yeah. Uh, good job stealing pyramids. That was you, right? Or was that someone who's actually successful? <laughs> and he's like, like oh, he's shade. like, bye, mom. <laughs> like, I don't have time to talk right now. I don't need your toxicity. Bye-bye. Right. And Truly, so, his mother's the worst. She is awful. Um, but anyway, he uh, he gets home. He's kind of like sitting around eating his thing. Some girls show up trying to sell him cookies. Right. They're adorable. They're from Hattie's School for Girls. Miss Hattie's School for Girls. Yeah. They're orphans. Yeah. It's it's an orphanage run by a lady. She makes them sell cookies. It has real, real uh, Annie uh, vibes. Yeah. Miss Hattie is, uh, is it Miss Hatfield from, what's the... I don't know her name. From, from Annie. Right, right. Hattigan. Harrigan. I don't know. Hashaburgan. <laughs> I don't know. Martin. All- <laughs> oh, all of our poor listeners who are shouting at uh, their devices right now. This is the service we provide. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, we, we give you that catharsis. But anyway, I, but she's she definitely has that vibe of like, mm-hmm. outwardly she's really sweet, but also she's completely right. like slave driving these kids. To make them sell cookies for nefarious purposes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she doesn't care about the kids. But. Right. Um, so they're selling cookies. And uh, he's like, I'm not buying your cookies. I'm not even home right now. And he's like, uh, yes, you're home. We're, like, talking to you. He's like, no, this is a recorded message. And like Beep. <laughs> right. And the oldest girl's like, yeah, this bullshit, whatever. And the youngest girl is like, buy recorded message. And the middle girl just walks through the door and kicks it really hard. So it, you hear, ow, on the other side. Like, these are great. They're great. They're, They're great people. Uh, and they move on with their life. I have to say, this is, um, so we're, you know, just a couple minutes into the movie. And from mm-hmm. a functional perspective, it's done a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's set up the concept that there are these superhero or super villains that are, like, stealing shit. Right. And it's just, like, a game of stupid one-upmanship. Because, right. like, what the fuck are you going to do with a pyramid? Right. Like, there's no... You can't... You can't sell it. Like, there's no black market for used pyramids. Right. Like, there's really only one entity that would want to buy it back. Yeah, really. And so, like, it's just a, it's just a stupid, 
boys club pissing contest. Yes, 100%. And and so they kind of establish that. They establish Gru, uh, the despicable main character, as... As a villain. As an asshole. Right. Like, not necessarily really competent, not necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. great at his job, but just not caring. Right. Uh, and then you establish the the personalities of these three girls really clearly within just that front step scene. Mm-hmm. And so everybody, like, you've got a really good feel for the main characters and plot of the movie within the first, like, five minutes. Yeah, yeah, they do a good job of establishing those people. Which is important in a kid's movie. Like, I have to say, like, in a kid's movie... I feel you, like that's important in every movie. It, I mean, it's more important in a kid's movie, like... You you can kind of roll in more characters in a, a an adult movie, yeah, and they will roll some more characters in here too, in like bite sized chunks, but like also all of those characters, like that is their personality in the yeah. movie. Like yeah. there's there's but not there's gonna be growth. We have one dynamic character. <laughs> yeah, we have one dynamic character, <laughs> and, every, in this whole and everyone film. else is very static. Yeah, and so. It's really good. Like, it does a really good job. Like, nobody's hiding their true identities. Nobody's faking it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, you know, trying to deceive anybody. It's just right on the tin. Here's everybody. This right. is what we know. This right. is how... Th- now, now let's watch this role. Um, so, Gru then goes... After he kind of shakes off the girls, he, like, goes downstairs, right? Yes. Yeah, his, uh, like, very gothic... Uh, like mansion can it's we, like adam's can, family can we cheap. talk about his style for like a, a hot second sure he has a couch that is a dragon mm-hmm. that like they gutted out and turned into a couch you want one a zillion percent at least an animal crossing <laughs> yes i need i need like the whole the whole vibe for for AC or mm-hmm. for our house, yeah, either our house is uh, not a Victorian uh, gothic. Is it not mansion? It's not. It's, it's re- like it's too bad. It's, it's really too kind bad. of generic suburban. Hundred <laughs> percent generic suburban, and it would take entirely too much money to convert it into a haunted house. <laughs> but agree. But uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here for his style. Actually. He does. He, uh, he wears turtleneck sweaters and like and a scarf at all times. Scarfs, even yeah. though it's like hot wherever he is. And he's very monochrome. It's all black and white. Yeah, our daughter gray. was like, "You can tell he's evil by his palette." <laughs> Correct. Correct. And I was like, "Lots of lots of people wear all black," and they're like, "Well, I mean, either he's evil or he's in a punk band." And I was like, "Okay." These are. I mean, you can be both. Also, <laughs> right. it's an and or. Right or neither. <laughs> For kids, for kids movies. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, and so, go downstairs. This is where you really start to get introduced to the fucking minions. Who are essentially, uh, they're genetically engineered sentient Twinkies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, uh, in this movie, you don't really know where they came from, <laughs> or, uh, so I assume that, like, Gru made them, but... Yeah, like, in this movie, they're just there. They're just there. They're just there. They've been established as, like, part of... The minions are part of his workforce. They're idiots. They don't speak English. They speak minion. Yeah, they just got... Uh, I wouldn't say they're idiots. They, like, run the Wi-Fi. Yeah. They, like... They're both, 
like equal parts um lab guinea pig and like tech support yeah also they have this thing where like i think the big part of the minions is they have absolutely no impulse control yes like if they see something they're going to do it if they think it's a good idea if they think it'd be fun if they think it will help they're going to do it or if they just think it'd be funny right right they're real into the slapstick yeah super into slapstick uh which in a kid's movie that gets you far right right so there's that but then they just also you know they can take a hit like that's the other part of that is that they're very splattable and then they just like roll themselves back up into their you know they get hit with a rocket launcher and they just get that comedy like Mm -hmm. like singed black face with the they're kind of indestructible yeah and so, I mean, if you are indestructible, slapstick becomes mm-hmm. a huge part of your your comedy routine, I would think. Because there's no... Absolutely. There's absolutely. no downside to it. I am, like, throwing this other person against the wall till he, like, splats out in and, a like, big... Squeegees like, and then squeegees down. down. <laughs> like, yeah, like... A hundred percent. So, so you meet the minions, and Gru's giving them kind of a pep talk of, like, Yes, we did not steal the pyramid. Right, some other guy stole the pyramid. But we have stolen, and the list of things, which is like the jumbotron from Times Square. Right, the jumbotron from Times Square. Uh, the I the no the uh Statue, Statue of Liberty, Liberty from Vegas. The, the small one. one from Vegas. The Eiffel Tower also from also Vegas. from Vegas, and they're like super small. It's like, but we're going to steal something big. We're we're going to do it. We're going to steal. The moon. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get your first kind of introduction of Dr. Nefario. Right. Dr. Nefario, who's uh, voiced by Russell Brand. Again, Russell Brand in a kid's movie. So many kids' would not, movies. Would not have called that. I mean, this one, he like doesn't have to be visible? there in person. Right. Like, he can call it in. He's also playing like a 70-year-old man. Yeah. It's really weird. But, yeah, weird. And Dr. Nefario, again, this is part of the, like, rolling out the characters. So, right. like, you've now introduced the minions, who as a group are the same, basically. They're interchangeable. Right. All interchangeable. Uh, and then you got Dr. Nefario, and he's the kind of grown-up in the room where Doctor where Gru is playing. You know, he's he's the villain, and he gets to just do whatever he wants. Right. He's the, the like, president, CEO, entrepreneur, yeah. where he's like, I'm full of ideas. I'm an ideas guy. I'm an ideas guy. And Dr. Nefario was like... Uh, I was crunching the numbers, and we there's no way we can afford this. Yeah, like, that's not going to happen. What? Yeah, like you can't have a camel. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so yeah, and so Navarro's like, yeah, we can't do that. He's like, okay, well, it's fine. I'll just go to the bank and get another loan. Those guys love me. Right. It'll be fine. So of course, next scene is him going to the bank. Right. So he goes into a regular bank, and they have like a secret door. In the men's room. So yeah. sexist. Oh, totally. Uh, for the Bank of Evil. Maybe there's one in the women's room. Maybe. 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 I mean, there are women supervillains in the there sequel. There are. Uh, I mean, there are women supervillains in general, but you don't see are any there? in this movie. Are there? Sure. I mean, are there supervillains? <laughs> I mean... Bezos if, notwithstanding? Right. When, uh, when the one uh, announcer newscaster guy was like who is the supervillain and where will he strike next our daughter was like that's sexist women can be supervillains too (laughs) yes and i was like truth hashtag represent diversity here yes so um but yeah he goes into the secret bank of evil 
Which is formerly Lieberman Brothers. Which I th- is, is a great one of those <laughs> like, joke, like you know, throwaways. throwaways for the grown-ups in the room. Formerly Lehman Brothers. Uh, and this is 2010. So mm-hmm. like the whole meltdown had already happened. And that was a fresh wound at that point. So it was a good dig. Yeah, so he goes into the Bank of Evil. Uh, and The evil Bank of Evil. It's the evil Bank of Evil. Uh, and he's like in the waiting room. And this uh, young upstart guy... Snotty little brat kid. Uh, named Vector. Like, starts yes. talking to him. And he's like, hi, I'm here to apply for a new villain loan. Like, yeah. and Gru is like, Man. go away. Like, fuck off. I'm like, I'm going to ignore you and scooch away on the bench. And uh, Vector's like, that's cool. I never learned social skills, so I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> Which does track. I know people exactly <laughs> like that. I mean, same. They're not all super villains, but yes. Like again, are we sure? I don't know. But they look just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Very sneaky. Um, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to my meeting now." And uh, so he's in the meeting with the the guy who's voiced by Will Arnett. Yeah, Will Arnett is an evil guy. Uh, Vector, do you get who his voice is? It's uh Marshall. Yeah. From How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, it's Marshall. So. I don't. Sorry, Marshall. I think your name is Jason. <laughs> I don't know your real name. It's fine. He doesn't know his own real name. I'm he, sure he, was he does. Marshall for so long. I'm sure he does know his real name. He he wrote a movie called Forgetting Sarah Marshall because he forgot his name wasn't Marshall. Really? No. Um, but Russell Brand was in it. Mm-hmm. So this is another team up for those two. Right. I wonder which one came first. Uh, if I if this was one of the if this wasn't a conversational <laughs> podcast, I'd research that. <laughs> I mean, so, you still can do research if I, you want. Nah. No. Nah. My phone's no, plugged in so far away. Yeah, my tablet is over there, so we're, we're just going to we're, we're we're sh- bullshit keep, it. We're just going to keep going. It's about the banter. That's what you're here for, folks. Um, And so the guy's like, hey, yeah, we're not going to give you this, though, because right. you haven't paid off for us. Like, what have you done for me lately? And the answer is nothing. Mm-hmm. And so he's... You know. Yeah. Gru doesn't take it well, but eventually the guy's like, all right, fine, here's the deal. You need a shrink ray to pull this off. Just steal the moon. Right. If you can show up with a shrink ray, we'll give you a loan. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. If not, I'm going to give it to that dude out there. Because he already stole the pyramids. He already stole the pyramids. And Gru's like, that guy? That guy stole the pyramids? That fucker. Right. How? Nah. And so you find out, you know, his name's Vector. He's mm-hmm. a villain, up and coming, um, and he's going to be right. the nemesis cri- of this movie. He does movie. crimes with both direction and, and magnitude. Yes, like a Vector. Mm-hmm. It's an arrow. He's super lame. <laughs> he's such a dork. I mean, he stole the fucking pyramids. Like, I mean, that's a big deal. Well, we're going to find out something here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit okay. with his character development. We find out his dad is actually the guy that was giving out the loans. Right, right. His daddy works at the bank. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, he's he's the quintessential millennial with the snowplow parent mm-hmm. that just clears the path. Helps their kid out as much as possible. So the reason this guy is going to give Gru's plan to steal the moon to Vector is because that's his son. And he wants his son to succeed. Right. But he's just kind of clearing the way in front of him. So his son is just a fuck up. I mean, he but, did steal the pyramids. But you know what? Like, off camera, I have to wonder. 
Was there someone else who had a plan to steal the pyramids? Right. Daddy torpedoed that, gave the plans and the technology and the skill, you know, basically mm -hmm. said, hey, son, here's how this guy, you know, here's a loan. Right. Go steal the pyramid. Also, that's very interesting that that's how the bank of evil works. Where if you present them a plan of like, hey, I want money to build a rocket so I can steal the moon. And they're like, yeah, I don't like you stealing the moon. I'm going to take and present your idea to someone else yeah. and give them the money. Like, that's a very interesting bank of evil dynamic. Well, again, we come back to the thing of like, okay, so we stole in the pyramids. Mm -hmm. Now what? Now what? Where does that where does that get us like, the monies? Really, the only thing you could do is ransom the pyramid back to or Egypt. Or you can be like, hey, you can take a whole mob boss mentality of like, hey, I already stole the pyramids. Like, you know I can do this. What are you going to pay me to protect the Eiffel hey, it's Tower? A nice, it's a nice tower you got here. Right. It'd be a shame if anything happened to 100%, 100%. it. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So like, you could do that. Maybe. You can do some, like, extortion. Yeah, I mean, good old-fashioned extortion's always great. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, why? Like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so Gru leaves this meeting and is like, okay, I gotta steal... I gotta steal the, the shrink, shrink ray. ray. And then we'll do it. So he hatches a plan to go to somewhere? Southeast Asia. Yeah, it definitely has that kind of Except it's like a hundred percent uh what China looks like. <laughs> I I kind of feel it more as North Korea. Yes. It's a little island. <laughs> like you like, they go to a little island. And they break into this thing where they're shrinking an elephant. Yeah, okay, so it's in Southeast Asia, this research facility. Mm -hmm. Um where they're shrinking an African elephant. Figures. So they bothered to move an African elephant from Africa or a zoo. Mm -hmm. to Southeast Asia mm -hmm. to this research facility so they could drink it. I mean, like, they should have stuck with the Asian elephants that are right, that around. Are maybe but... around. <laughs> maybe but... they're just trying to throw people off the scent. Right. Right. I just, I feel like people, like, moving a big-ass elephant, like... Why? Is not low-key. Yeah, it's kind of a Coles to Newcastle thing. Like, why are you doing this? Like, why don't you just use one... If you And if you're just trying to, like, proof of concept... You've already, I assume, shrunken smaller mammals. I mean, there is the possibility maybe they're like videotaping this to show potential buyers. And right. so they're like using an African elephant because reasons. But yeah. at the same time, if you're going to buy the shrink ray, <laughs> you would need to know who to make the checkout to. So maybe yeah. they just do it all in Bitcoin. I, I don't know. A hundred percent they would do it in Bitcoin. Yeah, totally. Um, but anyway, so Gru breaks into the top by just drilling through the top. Mm -hmm. of the the bunker they're in the fuck like if you're gonna go if you're doing something this serious and clandestine mm -hmm. how does random dude from the suburbs with like sentient twinkies know where you are right how does how do you not like do this 10 million feet underground yes or have at least a modicum of anti-aircraft weaponry around the perimeter that's true there was no like Part where they were like, oh shit, we're being we're taking flack, you know. We're like targeted by uh, missiles. No, he just like swoops in, grabs the thing, swoops out. Like, mm -hmm. these guys are totally taken unprepared. And Easy peasy, just a smash back, smash grab. Like, I mean, there is some comedy of the minion getting smooshed against the ceiling on the way out, but like, that was the biggest hiccup 
of him getting away from these guys. Right. Except he's in the air. Yeah, he's flying with the shrink ray and Vector. Yep. Kind of swoops in. In a much cooler plane. Much thing. better. Much cooler plane thing. Yeah. And uh, steals his shrink ray. And he's like, you can't steal that from me. I already stole it. I stole it fair and square. And so there's and, uh, a little weird. Vector's like, no honor among thieves, motherfucker. Deuces. Yes, pretty much. Pretty much that. <laughs> Only kid's version. And so uh, Gru tries to shoot him down. Vector just ain't having it. Mm-hmm. He's He dodges all the bullets. Those chaff and flares at all the missiles, and then pops up and shrinkifies Gru's ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then just like not Gru, just the ship. Yeah. So here's the thing: How does the shrinkification ray know when to stop shrinkifying? Mm-hmm. I think it shrinks all of the same type of atom so if you point it at metal yeah it'll shrink all the metal that's connected until it gets to air and then it'll stop yeah but like it doesn't shoot shrink grew or because they're not made of metal but yet like i mean and you know this as uh, as an organic (laughs) chemist you know like your car has a lot of organic compounds in it it does it does and so i assume his ship would it would have hoses it would have seats it mm-hmm. would have a nice headliner glued in place by some <laughs> right. you know, polyurethane foam <laughs> like there's a lot of things in this ship that would not be metal mm-hmm. i mean even just like the insulation around the wires i don't know would be a plastic of some sort some organic mm-hmm. compound so it needs it knows this i shrink grew i don't but at the same time like it shrunk an elephant but it didn't shrink the whole room the elephant was was touching yeah like how how does the shrink way know what is and isn't the The same thing thing. yes even even to the point of like it shrinks one of the minions in a few minutes but it shrinks its overalls yes it shrinks the clothes the minions are in so it's not like just a like we're all chemically some like covalently bonded or like just mm. hydrogen bonded yeah, together. Yeah, and, and, and you can't be touching because like Gru was touching the plane. Right. When they shrunk the plane and not Gru. Right. And other things were touching the plane. Right. Like, I mean, there were, I mean, I assume it had like a, you know, a first aid kit or a fuel tank mm-hmm. or something that was not necessarily part of the structure and part of the... Not like bolted to the wall, but yeah. like in it. Well, even like there's a bolt like bolts aren't the same thing that they're bolted to sometimes they are but i mean like that's a rivet like that's a like Mm -hmm. that's a welding thing like that's a different yeah i don't know like i just don't understand don't understand the made-up physics of this shrink (laughs) it is plot convenient what it shrinks it's got some plot convenient it's plot physics is what it is but hey, whatever. It shrinks sure. his, his plane. The ship and not him or anyone on it. Which gets you the comical image of him like sitting on this thing. Like, like a riding kid's. it like a bicycle. It, yeah, like a bicycle. Like a, It reminds me kind of of those kids cars mm-hmm. where 
you know, you the kid sits in it and it sticks up up out of the top, and he's got the steering wheel, and he looks right cool. like, like the, the Power Wheels, Power Wheels cars that but, are, but like a way too big of a kid driving a Power oh, yeah, Wheels yeah, yeah. car, like, like a ten year old driving a Power Wheels car. Exactly, you, know, you should not be doing this, but yeah, here you are. Yeah, exactly. It that's what it reminds me of. Like, have you ever seen the downhill races with Power Wheel cars? Mm-mm. It's it's drunk frat bros is basically riding Power Wheel cars downhill. At speed, um, based... like such a terrible idea. I hope there oh, were some helmets. Oh, there, there's nominally a helmet involved, <laughs> but that is the least of your problems, and also the most of your problems. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like when you go headlong into a fence at like yeah, thirty-five much, miles an I'm hour, I'm too much of a mom. I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Even when I was in college, I would look at things like that and be like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, like I. <laughs> I like all of my limbs, so yeah, yeah. No, I want to have kids later, so no. Yeah, none, none of this. None of this is good. But anyway. Anyway, yeah. So he flies his tiny, tiny plane home. Vector gets away with the shrink ray. Vector gets away with the shrink ray, and he is pissed. Yeah, and so he starts doing some recon to figure out where Vector is. He's just on the street. He's just on the street. He's like, around the corner. Li- like, literally around the corner in another villain fortress that he never noticed as he walked to his favorite coffee shop to steal someone else's coffee. Yep. Like, he wasn't like, hey, this this looks like a nice, like, villain. Like... Hey, why is there, like, a big blue pyramid-shaped smudge out back? Right. Like, why are, uh, why are they moving a great white shark into, uh, that... <laughs> Yeah, like... It's, that place, like, you would think they would notice. That's a lot of lasers. I wonder what his HOA thinks. Like, right. you know, there's... Right. Very not observant. Not observant. As a, as a neighbor. So he's trying to, like, kind of peek in, trying to do it, and there's a montage of him trying to get in, and Vector refuting him and just foiling every attempt to and see what's over the him thing. with lasers. Lasers. Freaking lasers. And sharks with lasers on their heads. Actually, the shark doesn't have a laser on its head, which I thought was a miss. That was an he opportunity missed. He does have sharks missed. and lasers. Oh. Like, come on. Put that together. Mm-hmm. Let the grown-ups have a laugh and then move on. Uh, but as he's trying to figure out how to get inside, who shows up? The girls. The girls. To sell cookies. And they're like, hi, we're selling cookies to make a better life. He's like, don't care. Fuck off. And he's like, wait, do you have coconutties? And they're like, yes. <laughs> oh, come He's on like, in. great, come on in. <laughs> he opens the door and they go right in. Mm-hmm. And Guru's like, all right. He calls Dr. Nafari. He's like, all right, I got a plan, mm-hmm. but I need cookie robots. Right. I need you to make me some cookie robots. Cool. Hang up. So his plan is that he's going to adopt those girls. He's going to adopt the girls. Yeah. And then when they come back to deliver the cookies, he puts the cookie he's robots gonna in. He's going to put some cookie robots in a box, and the cookie robots are going to help him steal the shrink ray back. Exactly. That's his whole plan. Foolproof. <laughs> 100%. So he adopts these girls. Right. Which takes very little uh, time. So he does pretend to be a dentist. Right. He does make a fake background check. Yeah. And so when he shows up to be the dentist, one of the things that gets me is that he's wearing the dentist coat. And the, like, the band with the... Uh, reflector. Reflector. Have you ever seen a dentist wear that? No, not this century. Yeah. I mean, they've got that, like, big 
pointy light thing. Yeah, sometimes they will come at you with like a spelunking light, and you were like, "God, I'm what like, are you doing?" But most like, of your mouth that, like, is so dark. That light that hangs over the the bed on the like arm thing, and it kind of like just mm-hmm. and some like it's very focused. I appreciate that because it. You know, it doesn't go into your eyes and, like, blind you. Right. I have had a dentist tell me to put on some sunglasses before, though. Because um, mm-hmm. they're like, here, wear these for a minute. I have to look at, like, the roof of your mouth. Yeah, it's going to be a little... It's going to be a it's shiny... It's going to be a little brighty. I'm like, okay. Sounds good. All right. But, um, yeah, I haven't seen that. But also, I know dentists. I Socially I kn- I know and professionally. Few. I know a few. And um, I have never encountered a dentist in a lab coat... Not at the office. Yes, a hundred percent. Like I have seen my dentist at the grocery store, and uh, they were not wearing a lab coat. <laughs> also, professionally, if I see my dentist at the lab coat at uh, the grocery store, I just kind of like nod and like there's just like a little, mm-hmm. you know. There was one time uh, that I I saw our hygienist, um, and I was so confused. I was like, "Your face is so familiar." I would not recognize. And, and uh, she was like, "I'm a hygienist," and I was like, "Oh." <gasps> Okay, and I was like, "Sorry, Doctor So and So." I just, yep. I just spend a lot of time staring at your face, but like only two times a year. <laughs> like every six months, we spend like twenty I sp- minutes in I spend close a half proximity an hour staring at your face. And she was like, "Yeah, that happens sometimes." <laughs> but I feel like they probably are more used to it than I am, right? Because I have one and hygienist, and, sure, and they have thousands. Right, of I'm patients. sure they did not recognize me, no. but it was like your face is so familiar to like, me. <laughs> Where do I know you from? I am starting to get more and more recognized when I go out and mm-hmm. like people that I casually know, like right? hygienists and stuff and hairdressers, right. because they're like, your kids. Your kids are the best. And I was like, that is true. That is true. Also, that is totally untrue. But like, I'm going to let you think that. I'm, gl- I'm glad that they're best for you. That's cool. Also, they're horrible. But no. Um, like, you don't know how hard I had to scare them to get you to be... Them to my to, kids are um, great for other people. They actually are 100%. Really much. Yeah. Like, my kids, especially our youngest, could be, like, losing their goddamn mind. And you could be like, it's it. We're going to the grocery store. <laughs> and, at the gro- and at the grocery store, they're the best damn kid ever. Or, like, there's, like, the... You know, we are fighting the entire way to church. We're threatening. We're yelling. We're trying to get people to behave themselves. We pull into the parking lot and they're like, oh, my friends are here. And like they walk in smiling like this is the thing they want to do. I feel like that is I I feel such trickery. I'm like, oh, I feel like such a liar. But also I'll take it. Let's just get going. Yeah, fine, 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 fine. I mean, not in the last six months because we haven't gotten anywhere with those kids. True. They've gone nowhere. But hey, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, we were at the girls. He's and then Gru says he adopted the girls. He's he adopted a the girls. He's pretending to be a dentist. He brings them home. He brings them home. So he brings them home. He introduces them to the house, which is basically a shop of horrors. Right. Uh, and the oldest is like, "Do you think that this place is appropriate for children? Because it's not." <laughs> Yeah, she is very like she aware. Does not, she does not mince words. The middle child is like, oh, there's a lot of cool shit around here that I can Bro, I'm going to touch all the things. <laughs> there's like, um, uh, oh, what is it? An Iron Maiden? Mm-hmm. Not the band, just the thing with the points that you get locked inside and it kills right, you. Right, stabby. Very, very Which, stabby. by the way, no evidence those ever existed until like the 19th century when they were making like 
torture device uh, horror like porn. museums. <laughs> oh, museums. Museums. Well, horror porn, I guess, at the time, it mm-hmm. would have been that kind of idea. It was basically the hostile movies of the era. Right, right. And, or, or the Saw movies or whatever, um, where they you know, need to just crank it up to 11 like this is what the victorian or not the victorians were in the victorian this is what the ancient you know like the the dark right. ages people use to torture their foes yeah i like, feel like you don't have to invent new uh systems of torture like there were plenty <laughs> i mean they were just like basically we're gonna tie you down and like put red hot pokers on sensitive mm-hmm. bits of your body right it'll hurt don't it's, worry it's tried it's true it works why do we need to get creative it's right. fine right let's not reinvent the wheel here yeah so, anyway, she, she, the middle one, uh, Agnes? No. Edith. Edith. They all have, like, super old Agnes ladies. is the, uh. The youngest. youngest. Edith, Edith is, is the middle. middle. And Margot is the oldest. Yeah. And so, um, but Edith gets inside the Iron Maiden and it closes and you see a puddle of red fluid exit the bottom. And the, uh, the girls are like, oh. <gasps> and girl's like, eh, it'll work with two. <laughs> just walks away and they open it up and it was her juice box got stabbed right she was like hey it's dark in here and they open it up uh you owe me a new juice box you owe me a juice box stamping juice box yeah uh and so they set him up in the kitchen and he's like look i have everything you need there's like a like literally a dog bowl of candy a dog bowl of water and some papers for you to poop and pee on like i have everything you need and uh you're not allowed to bother me while I work or make any annoying noises, and I'll be back in six hours. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, it's like you gotta go. They also meet Kevin, the dog. Right. Uh, who is not who a is dog. not a dog. And they're like, it's my dog. And they're like, what kind of dog is it? And he was like, fuck if I know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it was like one of Nefario's failed experiments. Right. That it, is it, dog-ish shaped. Yes, but uh, very like a like a beast, like a little baby beast. Yeah, he's a monster. He's mm-hmm. great. Right, and uh, Agnes is like doggy, and then they runs away because he's like, oh, <laughs> wait, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> I can't handle this little little child petting me. No, okay. no, I have fear, affection, and touch. I relate to the dog. Right. Um, also, anyway. he just wants to be left the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. I relate to the dog. Mm-hmm. But uh, Gru goes to work, and the girls just kind of poke putter around the house and explore a little bit and touch right. his shit. Yeah, touch all of his shit. And they find uh, his secret, like, lair. Lair entrance. Entrance, and they go down. And they're like, what are you doing down here? And it's like, I don't know, we got bored. Like, we started to poke it. around. Hey, He's can like, I drink this? It seems Only like... if you want to explode. Right. Mavario. Right. It seems like uh, you're not a dentist. He's like, I'm not a dentist. Fine. I'm a spy. Like, but it's super secret, and you can't tell anybody. Also, Nefario, in this time, we find out he built robots, but mm-hmm. they were not cookie robots. Oh, they were boogie robots, because Nefario is old and yeah, hard hear of hearing. Something. And also, uh, Mr. Gru has a super thick accent. Right. Both both problems. Yes. Problematically Eastern European-ish accent. Yeah. I mean, like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel that bad about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't hate it, but anyway. Yeah, but... Mostly it's because Nefario is old and can't hear anymore. <laughs> and he's like, why do you have to be so old? Uh, why do you have to be so old? Right. Yes. And so uh, he made buggy robots, which were dancing. And he was like, oh, I was wondering why. Uh, I don't question. Right. I don't question, but I I just do what you tell me to do. Yep. But I'll make cookie robots because that makes way more sense. <laughs> Does it? 
doesn't doesn't at all uh also in the exploring um agnes's stuffed mm-hmm. unicorn that she had made oh yes gets disintegrated by edith who picks up a thing and it's just like what does this do would you and you're like uh disintegrates things <laughs> and agnes, can you get it back yeah Agnes is like fix it he's like uh it's disintegrated i, I can't fix it like, that's what disintegrated means yeah no and so Gru is like, all right, fine. Minions, go get her a unicorn. Go to the store and get a unicorn. So there's a whole side plot of them going to like a Mega Mart and like... Right, making... Singing havoc. Copa the Bomb... Com, Copa... Copa Cabana? That. Yeah, but in weird minion language. Yep. It's so awful. I hate these guys. Yeah, yeah. They're... My I mean, favorite. Okay, so I have to say, in the first movie, they're tolerable. Mm-hmm. Because they are some comedic relief and they're plot adjacent. They're sprinkles! They're sprinkles on it. And, you know, they also serve the, uh, the Silent Bob function. Mm-hmm. Which is that you need... Someone to explain things to. Yeah. And, you know, okay, this is the plot we're going to do, so let me tell you what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And you need you need the the person there, the sounding boards. They do that well. As the series progresses, they become more and more of a like starring character. Right. And do you really want to eat a whole bowl of sprinkles? No. You don't. I mean I kinda do actually. But no. I go no. for it. Give me a spoon. No. I'll take if a spoon you... right fucking now. <laughs> if I give you a choice between like a bowl of ice cream with sprinkles a, on it. And a bowl of sprinkles. Do I have lactate? Yes. Okay, then that gives us an option. Because right? if I don't have lactate, I'm going with the sprinkles. Cause, you know. Like, do you want to eat sugar gravel? We no have thanks. had this discussion where, like, we'll eat things, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. And you're like, my teeth fucking itch. Oh, like, how? Like, they're growing goddamn sweaters. How? Uh, my teeth squeak. How Adam, are you handling Adam this? Adam bought some trail mix yes, for the, our, road trip. our road trip. And the trail mix had, like, fucking caramel like chocolate balls in it like chocolate covered caramel balls and cashews i thought you would like it because it had cashews (laughs) i mean i do like it's savory but i'm like oh this is like there's a lot of candy this is a lot of sugar for me to eat at nine in the morning and you were like oh this is the best mainlining this shit i'm a goddamn child who's eating candy for breakfast Because I'm a grown-up. I get to say what that means. Oh, yeah. But Uh. but anyway, so the minions (laughs) have their adventure. And so Nefario gets his cookie robot thing together. Right. And Gru sends the girls in to get, to deliver the cookies. Right. And slash cookie robots. And while they're delivering the cookies and the cookie robots are delivered, he steals the shrink ray. Yeah, there's a whole, like thing where the cookie robots cut a hole in the side of the building, Gru gets in, and then the cookie robots seal him in because Nefario is a fuck up. Why don't the cookie robots steal... Why didn't they program the cookie robots? To cut a hole in the side, grab the thing, and run away. Yeah, shove it out. Because then you wouldn't get the hijinks of, of Gru trying to steal it, mm-hmm. which... Ultimately result in or him even better, having happy face boxers. Why don't the cookie robots steal it, like, in the dead of night? Yeah, like, like just Like, hide. just chill out, and tonight, like, take it, cut off. Right a, at dawn. Yeah, cut, cut a hole in the wall, 
seal up the hole in the wall and just like walk it to my house for three blocks away. Yeah, exactly. That would have been the great plan. It's not the plan they use. The the robots are just not that programmable. They can be programmed to do two things. No, they seem pretty complicated. They do some pretty complex shit, but like yeah. maybe the batteries only last like six hours. It's I feel like it's an easy or fix. Like two hours. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it is like a slapstick thing. I do have to say, again, thematically, what's important is that Gru has happy face boxers. Yes. That is a really, I mean, it's the first crack we see in his facade which of, is an unfortunate a, word to use in this I'm situation but yeah his facade of like all black and dark mm-hmm. is that he does actually have wait where no one can see it he has happy face boxers he has happy face boxers and they're not all like emoji emotions they're all happy face yeah and so you're like mm, all right cool and it's kind of a, a comedy moment mm-hmm. obviously and so he gets back in the car with the girls Wearing happy face boxers, which again, as like, you know, stranger danger, too deep leadership with with the scouts. <laughs> right. A right. lot of like, issues here. Okay. None of that's okay. Um, but he gets back in the car wearing boxers with the girls and they decide to stop at a amusement park for reasons. Right. Okay. So he, his plan is like, he's, he's got the uh, shrink ray. He doesn't need the girls anymore. Right. So they were like driving back to the three blocks from Vector's house to his house, and they see silly, fappy, silly, happy, fun land. Right. Silly, happy, fun land. <laughs> exactly. And uh, they're like, oh, we've never been there before. Can we go? That would be so amazing. And he was like, no, I don't. He's like, I don't care that you've never been there before. Like, it's, That is not relevant to me. Right. Stupid. Pretty and then he please. was like, wait, I can put you on a roller coaster and then abandon you at an amusement park. Like. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. Right. Let's do that. And so he tries to do that. He gets him on a roller coaster and the guy's like, no, actually, grownups, have to, you have to have an adult. And he's like. So he gets on the roller coaster, they ride it, and he's... He was like, that was fun, or whatever. But then they find the shooting gallery game. Mm -hmm. Shooting gallery game. And this is the moment where he starts to warm up to the girl. Yes. Because the girls were like, hey, can we just try this? And he's like... And one of the girls is like... Or Agnes is like, hey, they have a a, a unicorn. It's the best unicorn I've ever seen. I want this unicorn. And like, there's a little crack of him going... Okay, how much does this unicorn cost? And it's like, oh, I can't sell it to you, but you can win, win it, it in this uh, very rigged game. Yeah, and the voice of the carny guy is is Jack McBride. Jack McBride. Mm-hmm. Of Record Ralph fame. Of so many things, fame. Like my kids are like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that guy's voice. I know him. Yep. And it's obviously rigged. They try once, they don't hit the thing they need to hit. They try a second time, they hit the thing they need to hit, but it doesn't knock over. So Gru's like, rack him. You know, let's do this again. And mm-hmm. he pulls a, like... A disintegration, crazy blow-up ray. Yeah, and just blows a hole through the back of this thing. Right, and he was like, it's knocked over! I feel that was cheating. I mean... The game is also cheating. The game is also cheating, but And he... they do not pay that teenage boy enough to not be like, take the fucking unicorn, go away. Just, no, don't hurt me, sir. Don't hurt me. Right. And so he gives Agnes the unicorn. She's like, it's so fluffy. Yeah, I'm gonna die. And so it's great. Uh, and so that's kind of the, the turning point to where Gru starts to... Tore up to the girls. Girls and not get rid of them. Right. He takes them to... Um, 
Well, he comes back and he's got like cotton candy and, and his like face, face paint. paint and, and he like looks like he actually had a really fun time. Right. They had a good time he's, at the Silly Happy Fun Land. And he starts taking them to the um like their dance recitals and everything. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's also working through the plan for for the moon, the moon heist. Right. So he has to present. He's like, okay, now I have the shrink ray, and instead of going in to the bank again, he can like do a zoom call. He does a zoom call, and Edith destroying his zoom call is all working parents right now. Yes. <laughs> like- like, he slides a slide in his deck that's, like, him pooping on right. the toilet. That's a, that's a hand drawing of him pooping on the toilet. They're, like, laughing in the background and getting into shit. And he's like, sorry, I have to go. And he was like, uh, you seem real unfocused. Like, I... And instead of being, like, clearly you don't have a family of your own. Like... I mean, I met your fucking son. He's a dimwit. Right. Right. Uh... They're like, ah, you seem, like, maybe, like, you're not, you're not ready for this, uh... So, I like your plan. I like what you're doing here. I just don't like you. Right. Like, I don't have confidence. So, no money for you. So, no money for you. And so, Gru has to go downstairs and tell his minions, like, yeah, it ain't happening. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you should look for other employment. What other employment do annoying, sentient Twinkies have? They could go work for Vector. They could go work for Vector. Or any of the other villains that are going to come up in Despicable Me Two. Right, right. There's there's always lots of other villains. There's always always there's always another villain okay. around the corner. Around, apparently, like they all live in the same little neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and <laughs> sure, sure. So then he's like, okay, well, shit. And so right. he tells the guys, okay, we're 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 screwed. We have no money. We can't do this. And Agnes is like, here, take my piggy bank. Yeah, I have like $5. Here you go. Oh, well, maybe we can do something with this. And then the minions start like presenting money because he apparently pays them. Right. Which, I mean, cool. Cool. I don't know what kind of labor laws they're protected by, but. Right. I'm I'm glad that he pays them. Maybe they do they have a good union? I wonder. I don't, I don't know. know. Hmm. What's the health care look like for an immortal being? I mean, they're, I don't know. Maybe they're not immortal, but they're just indestructible. Yeah, I, I mean, they're like elves. You would need like illness, but not necessarily accident, right? I, it'd be and and they they appear to all be male, so probably not maternity. Maybe they're non-gender. Maybe they like reproduce asexually. I don't know. There's so many questions. I they there's so many questions. But if about they were genetically biology. engineered, they, like well, we find out in the menu movie, they're not. They've just been around since like forever. Yeah. But, like, it's the same kind of batch. Right. It's all of them. It's very strange. It's weird. There's just no... There's no rhyme or reason. Well, I mean, I was thinking, like, if you're genetically engineering a being, like, a lot of times reproduction is the last thing you figure out. (laughs) Yeah, because I just crack (laughs) another six out. "Eh, Whatever, let's not, you know. Let's just make another batch and then... Or even even just with, like, uh, Mm -hmm. like, burrows. Donkeys. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I was thinking burrows, like, holes in the ground that animals live in, and I was like, the fuck? Like like donkeys, where you're like, oh, this is like a horse and a donkey. Mule. Mule. Like, can't have babies, but is a fine... uh, It does what I needed to do. Right, a fine horse-donkey combo. Right. Maybe something like that. At any rate, uh, (laughs) they decide that they're going to do this moonshot on their own, because moonshots are totally achievable. I mean, they already have the shrink ray. 
So, you know, you're All halfway there. All you need there. to do is build a rocket. Whoa, whoa. Yes. And so they build the rocket, and there's montages of, like, Gru getting to know the girls, the rocket getting built. And eventually, Nefario's just like, listen, you need to pick a lane. Like, we have been working on this for years, and here we are, like, almost two, and we're going to steal the moon. And you were, like, very distracted by the girls. You're like... Being like, hey, I can't steal the moon on Saturday because, like, there's the girls' dance recital. But like, that's, like, the launch window, so right. we're going to so, do it. Yeah, like, you you need to do something about this, and if you don't, I will. So Nefario ends up calling in and being like, hey, uh, what's the return policy on three girls? Right. And is going to give them back to Miss uh, Hattie. Miss Hattie. And Miss Hattie shows up, collects the girls, mm-hmm. figures out Gru had insulted her in Spanish earlier, which we didn't really get into, but right, that's a right. thing. She ends up slapping him. And she leaves with the girls, so Gru is now able to focus on right. the moon mission. But he's so sad. He is very sad. So he goes and he steals the moon. Mm-hmm. Grumpily. Very sad. And then as he's stealing the moon, like the ticket for the... Um, for the recital the recital floats out of his pocket he's like fuck it I'm going mm-hmm. so he puts the moon in his pocket right like you do cause he shrunk it shrunk, he shrunk it down it. several several uh, also, levels so here's the other question I have about this mm-hmm. so um, mass is a function of many things many things <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this but I would say like Unless you're throwing protons, neutrons, and electrons out the side of this thing as you shrink it. Okay. Uh, in which case, you're losing data, which gets into a whole other quantum question. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing should weigh as much as a moon. It should. It should. Um, I agree that it should weigh as much as a moon. So I was thinking the shrink ray, like, since most everything in the universe is, like, 90% empty space. Right. And it just, like, condenses the empty space. Yeah, so basically you condense the moon to the size of, say, oh, I don't know, a neutron star. Right. But also it still weighs as much as the moon. Yeah. And How much does the moon weigh? Uh, I'm not an expert, but I'm going to go with a metric <laughs> shit ton. That's how much the moon weighs. Right. I mean, it's... Right. I, I couldn't even guess. <laughs> I know the gravity is, like, a sixth of what it is on Earth, so you weigh... So, but that's some function of mass and diameter from right. the center of gravity. It's a whole big other thing. I've been playing would a lot be, of Kerbal Space Program. Would you be orbiting around your pocket if you shrunk the moon yeah. down? Yeah, you would. To like the size of a ping pong ball. Yeah. And then you put it in your pocket. You would just be like spinning around your pocket. So, um, gravity also is a function of how far you are from the center of gravity or center of mass of mm-hmm. the object you're around. So if you have a bigger, like, if you have the same mass, but it's a bigger ball. Right. The gravity on the surface is less than if you had right. a smaller thing. So technically, you would actually have more gravity on a mass, you know, the uh, it's basically the size of a cantaloupe. Right. A moon the size of the cantaloupe would have, a, like, a ton of surface gravity. It should so break his femur right, if he puts so it in his pocket. Right, be all stuck. To the side of you just be spinning around ball, real fast. Just spinning around real fast. Yeah, it would be weird. Agreed. But that's not how any of this works. Though. No, it doesn't work. You just shrink it. It becomes the weight of a cantaloupe. You mm-hmm. can put it in your pocket. It's a little heavy, but you're fine. And so he lands. He gets into the back of the spaceship. Goes back to Earth at like 
mock speed. Right, because normally it takes like three days to get to the moon. Well, but he's like, it's cool. I can get to the moon in like ten minutes. Well, you also have to like get out of your gravity well, the moon, and go back. But assumingly, there's the no moon gravity. Has no moon. gravity well when it's in your pocket. By the way, I also want to I want to circle back a little bit. When he shrinks the moon, there's an important moment that happens that I think flies by, but has a connection to another DreamWorks film. Okay. So as he's shrinking the moon, you see this wolf howling at the full moon. Right. And then the moon shrinks and disappears. And then the wolf goes to a human. Turns into a human. Who's naked. Who's naked. And, and he's like, oh, And runs into the woods. Okay. That would be a great Monsters versus Aliens crossover moment. Mm. For the DreamWorks universe. Yes. Well, this is Illumination, though, isn't it? It's not DreamWorks. It is Illumination. I don't know. Never mind. They did this movie, and then they did the Lorax, and I don't think they did anything else. I mean, they've done four of this movie, so... I mean, they gotta chase that paper. It's true. Um, They've done a few things, but we could research them. We won't. <laughs> anyway, it would have been a great moment if this was a DreamWorks movie, and if you were, like, expanding your, like, mm -hmm. monsters, aliens universe into yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah. No, it's got a... No, no, wait, Shrek is... Yeah, n never mind. Shrek is DreamWorks. Shrek is DreamWorks. Because they're all in that, like, Halloween weird montage thing. Yes. Later. Anyway, it would have been great. It isn't great because I'm a drunk and I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we but don't he does know land. He does bring his spaceship wreck mm -hmm. back down to, back Earth, to Earth. With the moon in his pocket. With the moon in his pocket. And he lands... Uh, basically on Main Street, so he can jump out of his ship and go to the dance recital. Right, still in his uh, uh, space, space suit. Which is a little pink, because as a gag, sight gag, he it, got it tied pink because it got washed with his girls' tutus. Right. Um, he gets into there, and it's over. He mm -hmm. missed it. But there's a note on a chair. Da, da, da. And it's from Vector. He has the girls bring the moon. Right. Also, while this is happening, Nefario figures out that the shrink ray is temporary. Is temporary. So now we have a ticking clock in the movie. Right, where the moon's gonna is in Biggin. In Biggin, which would be unfortunate if you happen to be there. If it's in your pocket. Also, as it grows, it regains its mass. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something that will be important later because Gru starts chasing Vector to get to the girls because Gru shows up to make the trade. Right. And Vector's like, thanks, sucka, and takes off with the girls. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, why does he want the girls? I don't know. It Like, it would make sense if he just wants to, like, murder them to, like, extra get back at Gru. But, like, you should have just did that in front of him. Right. And then you would have been done. But he takes the girls with him. And so Gru now is like, oh, fucker, no. And he takes off after him. Mm -hmm. And he's going to rescue these girls. As he's chasing Vector, the... The moon's getting bigger. Gets bigger. And every time it gets bigger, it gets heavier and affects the handling of the plane he's in. And mm -hmm. it's rolling around and it's squishing people. Gru does manage to rescue the girls. It's a whole, like, chain with the minions. It's a thing. Why wouldn't you just shoot it with the ray again? What do you mean? Like, re-shrinkify it? Yeah. So it starts to get bigger, shoot it again. It starts to get bigger, shoot it again. I think there's something with the ray. The ray got broken, or, it like, Rue has it, but Vector doesn't, like... So it's just it's just not in play. Okay. 
Nobody thought about it, I guess. Right, because like every day you just shoot the moon with the <laughs> yeah, just the like gray. on low, just yeah. take it down a couple inches right. and it's fine. I mean, I got places I'd like to do that with. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, Vector ends up like in the ship with the moon. Gru's rescued the girls. Gru, Gru hits the go button, and the ship just like shoots up into orbit. And the moon ends up where it should be again. Right, and he's on the moon. What are the fucking odds of that, right? Vector is on the moon. Yeah, Vector's on the moon, and he just looks at the camera and goes, poop. Yep. Watch your language, sir. He does have this, like, ball of air around him. It's like a bag of air. I don't know. Yeah, he's got his, like, jumpsuit, like... Mm -hmm. Sports suit, tracksuit thing. Right, warm-up suit. Warm-up suit is super, like, technical in that it has, like, wings built into it. It's got, like, pockets for extra weapons. It's So it's got a, like, space helmet that comes up like a little inflated bag to keep him in oxygen. Mm. And so that's that's what's happening. Except that the pressure of being on the moon, even Lack if you thereof, had yeah. oxygen, would, like, make your blood literally boil. Well, I mean, if you were in a... So, I mean, they're actually looking into this. Uh, the big bulky suits that astronauts mm-hmm. wear, they're looking at basically having, like, really nice compression wraps. Yeah. Like, airtight compression wraps. And that'd be enough. And that should be enough. So maybe his suit is yeah, airtight compression wrap. It could do it. E. Yeah. He still has his hands out. He does still have his hands out, which should have been instantly frostbitten and also exploded. Right. Like, you know, basically they should have major frostbitten hickeys. That's what you would get if you were exposed to the vacuum of space. So, but he seems okay. Yeah, he's fine. Sure. Why not? Uh, And the moon is back. Everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. There's a news report on like, well, the moon disappeared, but then it came back. What was the hero that did this? And again, we almost have this shot for shot kind of like cut of, oh, now it's a close up of Gru. Of Gru. He's the hero now instead of the villain. Dun, dun, dun. Of course, he did steal the fucking moon. Right. Just because he stole it and put it back doesn't make you the good guy. Does it? I don't think so. I mean, because, I don't know. Seems There's a whole emotional journey that Gru went through, apparently. But Gru, instead of being, like, walking through the park, being a badass and, like, stealing coffee, Mm -hmm. he's now in his basement and his girls are giving a dance recital to swan lake right and he's watching with his mom right and his mom is like hey i'm proud of you you turned out to be a great parent like you're a fuck up literally every other part of your life but like you're doing this okay you're doing this okay possibly better than me right he's like just like me (laughs) he's like whatever mom (laughs) yeah sure uh but then there's like a moment where the girl's are dancing and one of the minions runs into the sound mixer and instead of uh playing swan lake it goes to disco yeah it goes to the Bee Gees. Bee Gees. everybody was dancing and so everybody starts dancing it's a great moment that's the end of the movie that's a great end of the movie except for like the end credits where the minions are trying to like cross some golf yes but it's it's basically it's 3d porn like it's that like things coming at the camera Mm-hmm. Like trying to like a ladder and a, like a ping pong like a a ball yeah the ball on a paddle thing mm-hmm. uh and you know people like swinging back and forth on a fishing line like towards and away from the camera trying to 
yeah, yeah it's, it's very it's very 3d but uh, admittedly there wasn't a ton of that in the movie yes i'm very grateful for that um but then they just decided to have fun there and i'm like oh okay that's cool I'm like the there are a couple of scenes where i was like oh maybe that's 3d but yeah so that was the movie yeah again i can't defend enough that this movie is okay yes it is okay it is enjoyable it has a decent plot it moves it has points it has a dynamic character grew mm-hmm. um it's okay it's an okay movie i will watch it if it's on it has a decent soundtrack the sequels go downhill fast and hard it's true the it's minion true movie do. it was entirely unnecessary the amount of love and or hate the minions get i just i don't have the energy to process like it's a lot it's like a it's like a whole layer i don't understand yeah i don't understand like the amount of like middle-aged women that just really love the minions and I mean, post them on okay. facebook i am here for their overalls yes i'm here for the garden witch vibes oh you are like like yeah you are 100 percent. i'm here for the garden witch aesthetic you are uh but nah i mean whatever yeah. they're just other, fine other than the overalls yeah i don't know i don't know what you get out of it but there they are mm-hmm. uh what else what do we learn though like what is it i mean only a sociopath would take completely random coffee from a uh, coffee establishment that's fair that's a true statement mm-hmm. uh what else um adoption laws have a reason for being stringent right i mean do right. i wish it was a little easier to adopt yes do i understand why it's difficult after seeing this movie yes 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 i do do even supervillains kids ruin their zoom calls yes we're all in this together are there supervillain like snowplow parents who clear the way for their kid who is actually just a fuck up yes yes there are yes Yes, there are and we know people in life whose parents do the same for them i mean maybe they're not super villains but i'm not sure (laughs) the one i'm thinking of that you're probably also thinking of i mean maybe we'll talk about it later offline (laughs) yeah i mean i don't want this getting back to them because reasons but yeah um there's some there's i have concerns Mm mm-hmm but like I don't know, it's it's just an okay movie. Like people can change, people can grow, people can be better. Like yeah. that's good. I like that part of the film. Mm-hmm. Family is what you make it. Is you know another kind of thing. And Bank of Evil, formerly Lehman Brothers. Also a great joke that never won't be funny mm-hmm. until Lehman Brothers ceases to exist. It does again. I thought it already ceased to exist? I think it did, but, but like it's back. It's kind of like a zombie better than thing. Ever. You know, it's a zombie bank kind of thing. Okay. So I don't know. I don't have enough money to really know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really <laughs> delve into the world of high finance. Right, because I have low finances. I have low finance. I have like a four hundred one k that I don't do fuck with mm-hmm. because I am an idiot and we just screw it I'm up. Like let it ride. I'm like let someone else screw it up. <laughs> like I don't know. Yep, 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 yep. That's all it is. So. Yes, that's all I learned. Yep, sounds good. So, any closing thoughts? No. All right. Well, in that case, uh, all of you out there, please be safe. Oh, yes. Did you have something? No. Oh. Well, in that case, all of you out there, please still be safe. Yeah, and, and please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.